0: And that's why they call it the blues living like lovers and loving like thunder yeah that's a that, that's a jam elton john my god elton oh, john man protect him at all times protect
1: protect 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 this fucking icon huh. oh my god how are you doing today man i'm thank you for asking i'm doing well i'm doing uh gravy good um mm-hmm. how are you doing how how are you holding up how you know
0: I I'm, I'm I'm hanging in there
1: like leaves to a tree, like uh mm.
0: like crack to an ass, like mm. like white to rice. I'm 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 hanging in there. <laughs> Uh, You know, I really could go for like a nice sub sandwich right now or a Cuban sandwich. I have not been able to find a good Cuban in Chicago. And there's a lot of factors mm. in that. I know I'm vegan. I know it's hard. And like, well, you're not going to be able to find a good ve- uh, Cuban period. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I know the filters there. I know the obstacles. But still, even when I w- was not, I haven't been able to find a good Cuban in Chicago. I, maybe someone can at least point me in that direction. <laughs> Ian, you, you like Cuban sandwiches, don't <laughs> you?
1: <laughs> I love Cuban sandwiches sandwiches right. this is compelling yeah. radio right here folks yeah. <laughs> i've been really struggling to find a good cuban sandwich in chicago now i know that i'm vegan and sometimes the alternatives don't always offer up the most savory options but surely somewhere in chicago you gotta be able to get a good vegan cuban surely you just make a podcast
0: off of me Riveting. trying different sandwiches <laughs> that's it that's the
1: podcast all right guys thank you so much thank you for stopping into this podcast that was once formally about movies now we Gosh. are purely dedicated towards the goal of finding the best vegan cuban sandwich in chicago come on let's get to it
0: well, let's get... <laughs> i'm a sandwich person i'm sorry it was, it was on my... that's the
1: nature of a cold open what's on your mind it's cuban a fucking
0: cuban sandwich. today it's cuban
1: you needed this fucking juicy zingy tasty savory yeah. sandwich
0: with a pickle on the side. You know the type of pickle I'm talking I'm talking about a spear pickle. That nice the, spear. Yeah, with sliced in into two, just one and, it's, and some chips and a Crispy. nice toasty mm-hmm. fucking Cuban sandwich dog. You like sandwiches, my dude? What's a sandwich that you haven't been able to get in Chicago? How about that? You can Ooh. make this
1: interesting. That's tough because I yeah. feel like Chicago is such a it's a little It's, it's a little a hub. Place. There are so many. Yeah, I, I, I do not want for sandwiches. Um, A sandwich that I struggle to get in Chicago. Fuck. Which is like, why don't they have the sandwich here? Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, a solid $3 sandwich. Oh, okay. That's Just can't that's, be fucking done. Fair. You that's can't fair. seem to find a yeah. decent sandwich for less than six bucks. And you know, to a degree, I get it. But like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like at the same also, time. also come on
1: like jesus give cut me some slack here. and uh, even you know, six dollars yeah, yeah. is generous for a decent sandwich I, i'm i'm including like jake's pup in the rough type like right. burgers like this little tiny coffee corner shop like right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's hard to find because i don't think that i have uh struggles finding the types of sandwiches that i uh-huh. want i struggle finding <laughs> the value sandwiches that i want Dang, you know that, that's a problem too 100 percent. It's, it's a legit problem uh, you you know what and I, this
0: might be a hot take and i know mm. we're not in hot takes but i'm gonna this give my is sandwich unorthodox. i'm
1: not gonna lie i'm, I'm giving my
0: sandwich panicking. i'm giving my sandwich hot take all right what's the hot I, sammy take i do take? not love the chicago
1: italian beef sandwich i don't love it i'm on board with that i honestly i think it's it's, it's, it's good too flavorless
0: but they you know they hype it up to it it's like this is the best fucking thing you got to get it with the 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 fucking the au
1: jus You gotta get, like a dip. You gotta the get bag. it dipped. like why it's just soggy now <laughs> i honestly i bag. i do agree that if you're gonna eat this sandwich you gotta eat it Dipped. Yeah but like here's my question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why you eat this Chicago Italian beef when you could eat a Philly fucking cheesesteak? You know? And you know, like
0: what? Philly cheesesteak beats the Chicago Italian beef. Because the,
1: the meat I'm has sorry. like more flavor, you it know? Does. Like the, the Italian beef, you look at it, you smell mm. it, you're like, this is going to be a savory explosion in my mouth. I am yep. so excited. And then you eat it, and it's like the equivalent of when you think that mm. you're listening to the Queen song but mm. in actuality it is just Vanilla Ice right you know like yeah. you <laughs> start <laughs> like Doo, do, 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 do. oh this is my fucking jam and then you realize right. that you're not hearing that extra little dude that right. he threw in there right. and so it's like that equivalent when I bite into an Italian beef I go oh god this isn't Freddie Mercury you know <laughs> here's the thing
0: I know a lot of people are gonna be like well you haven't had such and such Italian beef you haven't had, had Big, big Polly's Italian beef uh, on blah 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 street and I'm like yeah, you know what? An Italian beef isn't Italian beef isn't Italian. Does
1: it beef. have taste? Let me ask you this. before you start recommending me this Italian beef place that I gotta go 45 minutes out of my way, does it have more taste? Did they figure out the secret to giving it taste? But it's Big Polly's Italian beef.
0: But does it have you more taste? Gotta go to taste? Big Polly's.
1: Big Polly's is the only one that does it right. Great. Did Big Polly <laughs> figure out how to put flavor into the beef?
0: He sweats in the kitchen, and the sweat drops in the au ju- ju- And then, boom, you have oh, it's-
1: <laughs>
0: <God>. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chicago. Oh. I know I'm shitting on your, <laughs> your crown jewel of an Italian beef. I get it. I get it. And you also like, well, you're vegan, so you're disqualified. Fine. <laughs> Fine, hey, whatever.
1: I'm a star carnivore <laughs> over here though. Like, yeah. you know, like and there you go. And, both and... sides of the aisle. There is no partisanship in this debate, folks. <laughs> It is true. You guys got hot dogs. That hot dogs are great. I, you know, deep dish. Mm, but we I
0: don't have to go it, But I get it. Deep dish is good. It's just it's it's a task. That's it's all. A it's, yep, a task. it's a lot. It's a task. a lot. I love it, but you can't have it every weekend. It's just something you gotta, you know. Um, I do prefer a Brooklyn style pizza, but I'm not trying to shit on Chicago <laughs> food. You guys have some of the best hot dogs I ever had in my life. I just and and uh, other things, maybe Polish uh stuff too. Anyway, we could talk about this, and we can make it a food podcast. Maybe we. We will one day <laughs> That will be kind of fun <laughs> but uh we should probably start the show and also please if you guys know i know this is a long shot it's a shot in the dark but if you know any vegan places that does a good cuban sandwich that's not chicago diner because their cuban sandwich is not a fucking cuban sandwich it's a mm. fake imitation of what a cuban sandwich should taste like if you can if you know that please please hit us up on the social media <laughs> and let me know okay let's get into the show love it Fam! We here. We in here, fam! It's another episode mm-hmm. 69. Mm-hmm. This is a big episode for us, because guess bow, what? Bow, bow. There's a new coating. There's a new paint of coating on the show, and we're, we're going to try mm-hmm. to give you the best that we can with the new logos and everything. Oh my god, what's happening? What? New mics, new logos? New what, 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 they're new moving mics. up in the world. Yeah, we evolved, yeah, like a Pokemon. We, we Yeah, we have a
1: good trainer. That's right. It's, we're on the glow up now with this here yes yes we're ready to fight at a ash gym. ash ketchum done took us <laughs> to all the gyms we got him the badges he earned our respect along the way now we're podcasts right
0: maximum right. maximum funny podcast very effective ian why don't you tell the people uh
1: who, who are you <laughs>
0: even though i just gave it away spoiler it's alert!
1: spoiler alert it, rewind 15 seconds right. skip 15 <laughs> seconds and hear me listener my name is ian and it's my so good to have you here and my name is ben uh, Again, yeah,
0: like Ian said, thank you for listening. We could not do this without you. We love having you here. Um, And this is too many flicks. I don't know if I said that already, but I'm going to say it again. And if this is your first time listening, well, I'm going to give you a little breakdown of the show real quick, real lickety split. Oh, there it is. Okay. So first things first. Our first segment on the docket is trailer versus trailer. This is a new segment. It's kind of like our Tasty Trailer segment before it, if you were a previous listener. But this time we put two trailers against each other and we'll see who wins. What's the better trailer? That's what this is all about. Then we give you Flix News. That's the standard. We got to give you the news or else what the fuck are we really doing? And then we give you a spicy, zesty, hot take. That's right. That's something that you might like or you might not. But you're going to feel strongly either way because it's a hot take. That's why we do it. And then after that, we give you a little bit of trivia, because who the fuck are we to not educate you at the end of this podcast? Are you ready, kids?
2: Get ready. get Buckle up.
0: Here we go. Let's start the
2: motherfucking
1: show. Trailer versus Trailer. All right, in the red corner, we are taking a look at An American Pickle. It drops August 20th, and it is directed by Brandon Trost. It is starring Sarah Snook, Seth Rogen, Sean Whalen, and Joanna Adler, just to name a few. The premise... An immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for 100 years and wakes up in modern-day Brooklyn. Yes. Coming right out the gate, this is actually a really, really strong trailer, in my overall opinion. There seems to be a lot of uh, heart at the center of this. The premise is certainly wacky and out there, but it seems to be very grounded and coming from a very honest place, you know? Yeah, absolutely. This does look... It It looks like Seth Rogen is really
0: starting to seize in his like writing abilities and it's starting Mm. to become it's starting to mature as he does as an artist in a a very interesting way not saying that any of the stuff is immature that he's done previously but it's it's just more focused and more detailed and and it it seems like it's coming from a place um an emotional place he's tapping into those reservoirs in his psyche and it looks very interesting I, i love i love seeing this
1: yeah and it's not i love that you pointed out there seems to be growth as a writer here because i couldn't quite put my finger on it but there is this very endearing quality to this trailer uh that i think without this premise would just be too far-fetched uh at face value you know um yeah absolutely with the pickle O'Brien and stuff yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah because they uh, and i I think there's something to be said. Um, I will say this: the writer is not Seth Rogen. He may have had some hand in the jokes, ah, but you. the writer is actually Simon Rich. Okay, okay, um, okay. Uh, I, they, I, I
0: see that they probably collaborate. What probably threw me off was um, by the same people who brought you Fifty Fifty and uh, the, the Disaster mm, Artist, which I know yes, he had yes. a large hand with the screenplay as well. So that kind of like, I'm sure he because he's worked with these folks before. Um, I don't even is this his studio company? Okay, so it is also produced in part with Point Grey, which is Seth Rogen's studio production studio. Um, so that that's probably what kind of threw me off. Thank you for letting me know that, though. Um, so it still it seems like I will I will move what I said slightly to he's taking roles in producing probably he has a hand in producing this as well. Uh, movie roles that are more mature and um, kind of more focused i will say that i
1: think you no, you definitely hit the the nail on the the head there because there there is a maturity to rogan not only in the way that he carries himself as this extraordinary character immigrant worker that is literally a relic from a different time but in the way that he plays his modern day grandson too uh yes listeners who have not seen the trailer yet there is a little bit of seth rogan uh doing a little bit of Eddie Murphy here swapping between two roles where he plays both uh, the grandfather that mysteriously vanished and his grandson who now has the burden of trying to educate this 1800s, 1900s factory worker on modern day social cues. Right. That's, for lack of a better term. That's where the, the lighthearted
0: humor comes in at too. It's just it's, he has great chemistry with himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sometimes any other time I would be be confused as to whether or not that's a compliment but i think here it's it definitely is that's a very good way to put it he has great chemistry with himself yeah he's doing some pretty decent acting too he's grown as an
0: actor um Mm -hmm, not always a strong suit but i think he he's definitely you could see growth there to play two different characters especially one with you know uh of an older age too um it's pretty impressive yeah i I, um i like this a lot it's very cute i it is a very strong trailer very strong and it might be some heart in there Too, Um, I can I can kind of feel that.
1: I think there's a ton of heart in it. There seems to be a lot a lot of actual art in it as well. Mm. The way that they sort of chose to shoot the scenes in the past, really, it's it looks gorgeous. I I, and for a comedy film especially, there's a level of stylization to it that uh, I feel like a lot of comedies. It's easy to let that stuff fall by the wayside Absolutely. for a lot of comedies, you know. Like we'll just we'll just get by on our jokes and our raw talent and some of our writing. Here, there actually seems to be a lot of thought into like, okay, like how do we visually like reconstruct and convey this idealized pastime? It's there's there's a lot going on here that is really exciting. I honestly cannot wait for this film. I was tre- trepidatious, but the trailer is really strong. Yeah, you know, I agree with
0: what you just said, Ian. Um Also, I think. The- the best comedies, and, and to piggyback off of what you said, the best comedies have mm-hmm. that heart, um, have that make you feel something, not just laughter, because comedy sometimes, I think in its purest form, can be almost a sadness, um, an anger, uh, a depression, and and you have nothing to do but laugh. Not not to discount any of the comedies that are just pure comedies, or are just like, this is going to be funny, we want to be lighthearted, but I think some of the best comedies really... They hit you with all these laughs and towards like that middle portion, like the the, the climax it's just kind of sits with you and it's just like it hits you in the face and you're like, oh man, geez that's that was really heartfelt. like I felt that and the jokes continue like mm-hmm. those are the best comedies
1: that's good comedy is comedy that has a has a message and a and a, mm-hmm. a theme that it is trying to push that isn't undercut like it's not afraid to exist in that non-funny space. that's really tough for a lot of comedians yeah. Yeah, like Will
0: Ferrell. It's really tough case in yeah, Point F- Ferrell, for, yeah. for comedians like him to just kind of let those moments happen naturally and to not step over those moments. Um, and Seth Rogen is one of those comedians um, who does a really good job at allowing people to sit in that moment. Um, like Fifty Fifty was one of those moments. Um, if you haven't seen that, it's him and um, Jordan G- Gordon-Lovett. Jordan Gordon-Lovett mm-hmm. has cancer. Just to keep the story short, it's they make that somehow funny but not really funny the weight is never lost there and there are moments where they just hit you and punch punch you with like some emotional um, points so I, I, I trust Seth Rogen in this I can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait to watch this movie. Uh, And uh, yeah, I I, I 100% agree with you. This is a very, very, very strong trailer. Good on you, Seth Rogen. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be up against our next trailer. Standing in the omelet corner. That's right. Frying it up. We have... (laughs) It's directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schumann. It's starring Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Lovett, Rodrigo Santoro, Amy Landecker, Machine Gun Kelly. You heard that right. Machine Gun Kelly is in this. And, Mm -hmm. And the name of this movie is Project Power, and it's out August the 14th. Here's a description. When a pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of New Orleans, a teenage dealer and a local cop must team up with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. Oh, my God. Let's talk about bam, bam, bam. symbolism. Let's talk about an allegory for the crack epidemic. Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty strong trailer mm-hmm. as well. Uh, let's 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 dive yep. right into it. Um, Ian, let's hear your thoughts. Thoughts about Project Power.
1: Project Power, you know, Netflix is really they, their action films. At least in their trailers, are getting really formulaic to me because mm. at the start of Power, I think that I think that that Project Power does enough to differentiate itself from the pack, but the beginning of this feels very much like the start of the trailer for the mm. old guard the start of the trailer for kareem and uh, coffee ghost six or cream or K- yep. and coffee right like yeah like it feels very much like the start to their sort of action mm-hmm. brand if that makes sense which you know every every sort of that that's not exclusive to them because honestly uh, MCU movies have that same sort of stamp like when you're watching an MCU trailer generally you can tell within the first 15 to 30 seconds right i i get a, a similar vibe from this i gotta say the cast is really exciting and the the premise itself is pretty pretty fun and maybe not the most novel but certainly looks like it has sort of a fresh take especially with the seeming randomness of whatever powers you receive are that seems to be a huge hook you never know what kind of superpower you're Mm. gonna get um and that that's 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 a fun little hook uh i i was relieved that it doesn't necessarily look like a white savior story what with J J L sort of like appearing halfway through uh it doesn't appear that way in the trailer uh, fingers crossed um you know i i I i put a general paragraph where i was like overall i don't don't mind action films like this per se especially since it is centered around black folks you know we need more of that uh my uh one qualm was like i do wish that said action films weren't so consistently centered around narcotics and police but as you so aptly pointed out it could be interpreted as a metaphor for the crack epidemic especially uh, a part of the mystery box to this trailer is like where did the drugs Mm -hmm. come from you know like and that's all jamie fox's sort of goal it's to that is that he knows the source and he's there to take it down so I thank you for the perspective yeah. on that metaphor that I had not necessarily connected because that, that is pretty apt to compare it to the uh, crack epidemic of yeah what the really 80s. got
0: me was when uh, Jordan G- Gordon Lovett was like oh they're trying to run this shit on my streets nah uh-uh, that's not happening mm-hmm. um, we got to put a stop to mm-hmm. this and I'm immediately lights flashed in my brain like oh this is probably uh, has something to do with the crack epidemic you know until um, A lot of these Mm -hmm. have, um, and it's effective in varying degrees or ineffective, but I like this. Jamie Foxx Mm -hmm. is really trying his damnness to be a grade A action star as well as a hero. He's trying to find... His superhero or supervillain like niche. He's waiting for that he's MCU waiting offer. He's F- waiting. You can tell, <laughs> and he, he the closest he's he's gotten was Electro in Amazing Spider-Man Two, which was terrible. Oh, and poor
1: bastard. Yeah, that's send him back, him back for a
0: while. while. He's still working on the Todd McFarlane Spawn movie that may or may not come out. It's been in production hell. He's trying to get his big budget <laughs> superhero film, and you can see it in this. Uh, this reminds me, because I've been watching a lot of One Piece, the pills remind me of like the devil fruit. You eat a fruit um, mm. that's imbued with like the devil of the sea, and you don't know what power you're going to get, but you're going to get some spectacular power, and you kind of have to ride with sure. it. Sure. It also reminds me of- It's yeah, a fun yeah, yeah. gimmick. It also reminds me of Limitless. Um, yes, very, very Limitless. Very much feeling. feel to it. Mixed with like, I don't know, some type of cop drama. <laughs> pick one like maybe uh the equalizer meets limitless meets one piece you throw those together you got this um but yeah but, uh i don't know how to feel about this the, honestly for an action heavy movie with like superpowers it was kind of dull the action was kind of like oh it,
1: it, that's the thing it didn't yeah. stick with me per se it just seems like a netflix yeah action adventure there wasn't one action sequence where
0: i was like oh fuck shit i can't wait to see that part you get that in a lot of MCU. Mm -hmm. i will give mcu credit they do have a they have a formula when they create these trailers and these movies of course because it's a cohesive universe but there is always one set piece or one action piece that's in these trailers that you're like fuck i gotta see that shit like i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. getting a ticket just to see thanos throw a fucking moon or something you know what i mean like you're going to see that. Uh, yep. And there wasn't anything like that here. It was just like kind of like bland. It almost reminded me like of a 90s action superhero movie. Like if this came out in the 90s.
1: You know, can, can Go I ahead. pitch something your way? Uh, do you remember, uh, God, what was it called Push? Yes. Yes. It feels very much like the action Ooh, in So push. early
0: 2000s is even better. I think that pinpoints exactly what we, what you, you are trying to convey here as well. Yeah, Push for sure. 100% Push or oh, uh, were you like oh man this looks cool but there's not one thing they give you a really yeah. cool
1: concept but yeah it's not used in any very provocative way like no way makes you go like man that's going to Which gonna makes
0: stick me a little weary me. so are these the strongest sure. action sequences you have? Are you hiding them for some reason? Uh, I, you know, cuz I don't know. Jamie Foxx looks great in it. Um like don't get me wrong, he's he's yep. always great. Um
1: I was about to say he's been on his grind for a minute though. Like right. I've never
0: And I imagine this is Amy Landecker. Um I don't haven't seen her in too many th- things, but he has great chemistry with her. Um I love mm-hmm. the little banter between the two and honestly, JGL kind of seems out of place but maybe i just need to see the rest of the movie (laughs) his character makes sense him so much i don't I don't see the chemistry yet because he's also only in it for like a couple of minutes or not even a minute, it's like a couple of seconds we see him say a couple of lines. So sure, that's yeah. not fair to him. But I'm just put it, pointing it out. It just kind of seems, you know, I don't know, uneven when he's... In.
1: He seems to have some sort of Terminator vibe going on yeah. with his eye too. He's got like a weird red eye in a lot of shots. I'm I'm curious because it feels like they're, it's hinting at a, a good bit of world building that we're not yeah, privy to 100%. yet. Yeah,
0: so. uh, 100%. I, I, I can't wait to see how these pills affect humans and, and the, the different multitude of powers that we're going to get that's interesting too so yeah it's a it's a mixed Mm -hmm. bag what what do you say ian would you call this trailer kind of a mixed bag of a trailer
1: this trailer is definitely a mixed bag i think it's got a lot of competition if it wants to Mm -hmm. win here today in trailer versus trailer uh you know it's got its work cut out uh it 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 just i don't think it's i don't think it's original enough i don't think it brought a whole lot of uh differences in in genre or style to its promotional material and i think that's gonna hurt it in the end yeah uh
0: so we're looking at one with a lot of fluff and one with a lot of heart here uh which one which one wins the one with fluff or heart i you know personally for me i'm gonna go with an american pickle that that's my take um and I'm gonna stick to it. I think it's a stronger trailer. I think uh, it's probably probably gonna be a stronger movie. But you know, it's all in it's all in in the cards right now. Who knows? Who who knows? Mm-hmm. Ian, what what trailer are you kind of vibing on? What trailer do, will win today's trailer versus trailer?
1: For me, I think the clear contender is definitely that the the obvious choice is certainly yeah. an American pickle. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot of style. And what's more, it looks like it has something to say, mm-hmm. which is the most important part about making art right. nowadays in such a tumultuous yeah. and time. And this is just the trailer. Yeah, what you're are you trying right. to say?
0: Uh, and this is just a trailer. Um, it could come out tomorrow. The two of these could come out soon and, and we, we find out that we were wrong or whatnot. But hey, this is why we do trailer versus trailer, baby. It's all about the trailers, man. It's all about the trailers. Who's gonna win? Uh, why don't you let us know what trailer is a better trailer to you? Let us know on any of our social media platforms. Um, at Flicks. that's number two and an X at the end. That's a number two and an x at the end we love to start a debate with you all right let's move on to our next segment hell yeah in
1: the studio with no central ac flix news Okay, friends, starting off Flix news, we have a little bit of a somber note we need to touch on. Recently, Glee TV star and fierce talent Naya Rivera was found dead at the age of 33. The majority of reports are saying that what they believe happened was it was her and her child out on a boat. One or both of them fell out of the boat. There was a strong undercurrent and she had barely enough strength to beat the current and get her child back onto the boat before ultimately succumbing to it. It is incredibly challenging tragic for golly pick pick a whole host of reasons i was not a huge glee person that being said i am not unfamiliar with rivera's work she had a voice that would blow your freaking face off and yeah the world's just going to be a little less bright without that much more talent in it yeah um i share
0: your sentiments ian um and on behalf of tv flakes with our condolences the family of hers mm-hmm. and the fans who ha- may have lost a hero um again i share also uh, what you said as is- well and in that i did not necessarily grow up with watching her i'm not too familiar with her work um but i know she meant a lot to a lot of people and i am familiar enough to know that she's extraordinarily talented and she she died a hero i mean she saved Mm -hmm. her son the last bit of energy um she had to make sure that her son was okay um 2020 has been terrible um and this is just (laughs) like oh just more icing on this shitty year it's just really unfortunate um and it just goes to show you know time is fleeting and you know hug your loved ones because you could be here today and quite frankly gone today um, hmm. so just love love your your family love your people and the people who you clo- uh, hold dear you know sometimes family is not always family blood you know mm-hmm. friends could be your family anything that you deem as a family um, just love them and cherish them um, like it's your last day uh, all right yeah um let's just move on to our next segment with that being said
1: yeah what do we have on the docket my friend
0: all right uh jennifer gray working on potential Dirty Dancing sequel. Oh,
1: thank you, Dave McNary,
0: uh, at Variety. Thank you, Dave. All right, Dirty Dancing. Boy, Patrick Swayze, Dirty Dancing, a classic that everyone has seen, and if you haven't seen it, what are you doing hosting a movie podcast? Uh, <coughs> <'cause>, uh, <laughs> neither of us have seen it, but we know it's popular. We know it's some Dirty Dancing going on. We know The Lift, so The I'm, Lift is in this,
1: right? That's The the, the, the uh, lift. That is The Lift, yes. All right, yeah. Uh, it's the time of my life scene, right? I've had the time, had the time of, of my life, life. and, and, I'm, a and I'm, a I swear, I swear I feel the truth. this is true. In <laughs> of you, oh. uh, um, and lift. So. <laughs> and then lift yes and i'm pretty sure that's uh as nuanced to take as we're allowed to give about dirty dancing until we see it um it is not confirmed that this is a dirty dancing sequel she is simply working on a quote-unquote dancing movie so uh dirty dancing dirty dancing fans are speculating wildly but can you really blame them come on jen give the fans what they want jen yeah you (laughs) you really can't uh it's popular it's
0: you know, I think there's definitely Dirty Dancing fever still out there. I mean, why not? The only trepidation I have is Patrick Swayze's gone, and it's not quite going to be the same. Um, I'm mm. sure you can mm-hmm. incorporate that into the story somehow. I'm sure they will, if they know what's good for them, I guess. Uh, and and who takes up the the Swayze mantle? Um,
1: mm.
0: um, that could be anyone. I, I hope it's involving twerking. I think that would be great. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, yeah, something along those lines. Make it, uh, And who knows? Maybe you could have Janelle Monet in this dirty dancing. Like, let's think outside of the box, you know? Uh, let's. Mm, yeah. I like this. I like yeah. where this is headed. Maybe yeah. Tilda Swinton's in there too, somehow. I don't know. <laughs> and Ian McKellen. And then maybe like Denzel. This is an all star. There we cast. go. Just the cavalcade of stars for this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this is the movie in which we will see DDL, that's on Day-Lewis, make his retirement announcement that, that or his annou- announcement that he's re- not retiring anymore and he's going to be in Dirty Dancing.
1: Two. Yeah, two. It's called Dirtier Dancing. Dirtier Dancing with DDL. DDL Dirtier Dancing. Yeah, Dd here first. DD featuring DDL. Yeah,
0: there you go. And we have a movie. Greenlight it. We're ready to go. We've already written it for you.
1: <laughs> we need to check we're here yep uh warner brothers you'll be getting that invoice soon (laughs) uh So you're welcome you're welcome so
0: there you go a potential dirty dancing sequel (laughs) still in the works still being talked about but i'm sure a lot of people are excited about it ian what do we have next on the docket
1: next up on the docket my friends william shatner wants chris pine to play him in a biopic yeah no duh dude me too fuck you Uh, This is reported by Dan Zinsky at Screen Rant. Thank you, Dan, for doing the heavy lifting. Uh, Hey, Will, just because he played Kurt in fucking 2009 does not mean that he is a one to one for young you like
0: yeah, yeah dude it doesn't mean he's just going to play you in everything now <laughs> jeez man <laughs> okay hold on
1: so yeah it, uh, doing some reading this was an off the cuff remark but like have a, have a little more imagination will just a little yeah
0: yeah it's just like chris pine i i am chris pine chris pine is will. William Shatner, he's Bill Shatner and I said, Chris, Pi, I need you to play me uh, uh, in everything I do I was once in Boston legal and if they reboot that series uh, I'm gonna need you to play me <laughs> write it down on the contract <laughs> Jesus. Good Christ. Lord. Uh, You know what? Fuck it. Why not? I guess. I don't think that Chris Pine is going to make that career move. It just, it will mm-hmm. pigeonhole him. I don't think he's about that. And I don't know if we need a William Shatner biopic now. I mean, I'm sure it will happen, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, he, the dude did a lot. Like, to be completely honest, he was, was the first captain in Star Trek. And I'm sure his life is amazing. But like, I, I don't, I'm sure there's some yearning for a Will Shatner movie. But like, leave Chris Pine out of this. He's like, let I'm the to do be. Thing. Let
1: him grow. He's on to Wonder Woman stuff now. Yeah, you know,
0: just let him be, man. He can't be you and everything. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I, I'm sure the studios, if they make a William Shatner movie, if it's even being talked about, because William Shatner has an ego. It is the size being talked about. Like it is okay. being
1: lightly floated about. That's how okay. the conversation came up in the first it place. it's lightly it, floated it, about William Shatner? I I, just I, I totally <laughs> see. Like I I see where your confusion came in though because right. William Shatner would be the type of dude who, like <laughs> why don't you ask me who I want to play and want to play me in a biopic ask me I dare you I dare you like, like okay Will who do you want Chris Pine I don't know Uh, someone <laughs> handsome and talented Chris Pine right Just- <laughs> Like that is not uncharacteristic for Shatter, yeah. so I understand yeah. where the confusion came in.
0: Right, <laughs> just just dropping subtle hints around studios. Like he's not even home. He's been wearing the same outfit for like eight days straight. He's just like living in this. St- oh, it'd be great if Chris Pine played me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, William, you, you gotta go home, man. <laughs> like, what do you? We get it. We 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 get it. You want a movie? I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not saying I want a movie.
1: I'm just saying <laughs> if you were to- to make what <laughs> If perhaps someone had written a screenplay, could have been by them, could have been by someone else, and it's about them and their lives, and, uh, you know, uh, it could only be made if Chris Pine were to play the lead character, but I'm just saying that, like, I don't know, would you you be
0: interested? That's the movie we need to see. A movie about William Shatner trying to make a movie about himself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Played by William Shatner. I really like that. I like that. (laughs) And he's trying to... Fantastic. Get Chris Pine to be it. A- Please and thank you. This is this is like that Nick Cage movie right. about trying to be an Etherren. Attar- like, that is yes. That yes. is the level of meta that I can only accept William Shatner in now. Because he's not being You can't take him seriously. You can't say, come see Hamlet with William Shatner as Polonius, and I'm just gonna be like, and this is the joke now, yes? Ha <laughs> it's hamlet but it's like hamlet on the moon or something right but like he's his ego is so fragile and so like huge at the same
0: time like he actually would make a great polonius though like loki like william shatner would he would absolutely he would never but accept like, it he would be like why am i not hamilton <laughs> our, exactly. our hamlet, why sorry. am i not hamilton well well <laughs> that too. Uh,
1: i don't know if we need to adjust your meds but uh it's hamlet <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i know i want to be alex i want to be alexander I was born to be Alexander. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. My, my shot, you're not going to uh, throw my shot. <laughs> I want to be in the room where it happens. happens. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Oh, God, we spent entirely too much time on this. We'll a bit, but it's just mind yep. Uh
1: Listeners, man, thanks for tolerating that one. Yeah, thank we you, We owe listeners. you lunch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and tell whatever coffee shop you're in to put it on the tab.
0: Put it on the tab. And is there anything
1: else we need to cover? No, friends, if you saw some news stories that really caught your eye that we didn't touch on that you wish that we had, please feel free to send them our way. If you think that uh, Chris Pine as William Shatner is the most inventive casting choice this century, we want to hear about it. Reach out to us on any of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can hit up our email. Uh, That's just too many flicks, two at the beginning, X at the end.
0: God damn, that's hot as hell. Yo. Ooh. 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 Uh. I need a bucket of ice. I need a bucket of ice. Water! It's uh, Give me water! Water. You don't need any water. I need the water. No, he will have none of your water.
1: <laughs> I Little Bob Burgers joke for the. <laughs> For the fans there, yeah, for the diehards, for the real
0: ones, for the, for the real ones out there, uh, yeah. So if you haven't already guessed, we're in hot takes. So I'm about to give a hot take, um, one that's overdue, by the way. i um, mm, I'm ready. So when we always think of classic, like fucking heist movies and and we talk about dramas with a splash of comedy, action films. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about in the 90s. Sure. We have an idea of what we think are classic movies, right? And I will split this up into two camps. White people and people of color have kind of sometimes different views of what are classics and what are not. I Mm. doubt people will, uh, non-people of color, white people, will uh, classify movies like soul food a classic or baby boy a classic you know or like boys in the hood a classic boys in the hood tends to creep over that demographic and and blend a little bit that's um one of those classic movies that people do know about generally but let's talk about those and why is that an issue um but let me give you my hot take and then we'll get into that my hot take Mm -hmm. is one of those classic movies should be fucking set it off i don't <clears throat> I don't hear too many of my white friends and allies who are like, ah, oh, I love Set It Off. That's a great movie with Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett Smith and Vivica Hayes Fox. Uh, I mean, like, it's a phenomenal movie, right? Especially for the '90s, a phenomenal movie to me. Now, is it phenomenally structured? Is it the best script in the world? Absolutely not. But it has so many pros, and it's also ahead of its time. I mean, you have four female, like, lead, or femme lead actors in this movie, and all black women. Mm -hmm. And my God, you got Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah, Vivica A. Fox, Kimberly uh, Elise. I mean, you, I mean, like, who hold the movie so well together. It's They're the glue of this movie. Because the writing is, oh, it's pretty decent. Don't get me wrong. It's not the strong, it's these characters that, they they bring them to life. And the, the movie is about desperation drives four inner city women to bank robbery in Los Angeles. Then they start mistrusting each other. And this is directed by uh F. Gary Gray. He's a profound, prolific uh director. Um, black man, love his stuff. Uh he directed Friday. I mean, <coughs> need I fucking say more. Straight out of Compton. I mean <sighs> Gary Gray has been doing it for a while and you don't hear his name in like directors. Who like changed the game and and we all know why. Let's just be real. In the 90s, it feels as if there was a concerted effort to kind of push black films out of the zeitgeist of American pop culture, and even sitcoms and TV shows. Um, You rarely hear about Living Single being one of the best uh, sitcoms ever created, Uh, better than Friends, which doesn't take that much. Uh, (laughs) Although Friends has its place, I get it. I know some people love Friends. I'm not trying to shit on you about that, but I'm just saying Living Single is 10 times, 1,000 times, 4 billion times better but that's just me uh <laughs> uh double hot take yeah, coming uh, at you friends some of these folks some of gotta these be folks... real watch it it's on hulu do it do yourself a favor because these have been hidden from us for mm-hmm. so long and by us i mean y'all uh, And by y'all i mean white folks and i'm trying to enlighten you guys on some of these things <laughs> i'm telling you set it off was one of the best films of the 90s and black folks have been talking about this forever we love this film it's in our dvd collections we t- i mean this is our shit um it's great It is not just fluff. It it's so much heart. It's something that really hadn't been done before. The fucking Ocean's Thirteen with all the with all the women being in a heist film like this was like four women of color strong. This is not (laughs) like. This is one of the first times, maybe not the first time, but one of the first times that that has happened and that they've carried a movie and that performances by Queen Latifah. In Vivica, Fox gives ugh, just some magnificent performances. They weren't even looked at probably by the Academy. Again, because some people don't see it as real cinema and that's fucked up and racist. You just gotta call it what it is. And this movie is, I mean, like its it's one of the best. So give it a chance it should be Mm. in the realm of classic films it should be and it should be be bigger and better than it is it's ours but at the same time I'm telling y'all to watch it um it's you know it's just as good as A Die Hard I mean it's just as good as A Rush Hour it's just as good as which did have two people of color but you know was also written by Brett Rittner and all that other stuff and he's a piece of shit but but that's a whole whole other other thing thing (laughs) that's that literally would take like three Mm -hmm. episodes to completely unpack um Mm um mm-hmm you know, any Arnold Schwarzenegger film out at that time, it it holds up, it still holds up. It's great, there's also great queer energy there too, LBGT energy in that with Queen Latifah and her partner that you didn't see, I mean like you didn't see black, you know, gay love on on screen, it's, it's, man, come on, like I don't, I am, it's just kind of a hard hot take to do because I want to get into the story, but I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. It, sure
1: absolutely because it's a heist and that's movie half that's the half excitement the is, excitement yeah the and it's actual... also not
0: stream theory so i'm not going to give you a review i'm mm. just telling you mm-hmm. how important of a movie that it is and it should be deemed as such um and mm-hmm. and i and I, I think that's a pretty hot take because many may not have heard about it or even knew it was a thing and, and
1: that's a shame uh, it's a real shame. I honestly before you brought it up a few days ago had not heard of it myself. So, I am really grateful that you're bringing right. this to our attention. Uh folks who are interested, uh you can rent this. Unfortunately, it is nowhere available uh for free streaming, but it costs like 2 or 3 bucks in Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can get it on Apple TV or whatever their new movie platform is. This is an accessible movie. It is very yeah, that's another thing. Excess. Like why is it not? <laughs>
0: like why has it anyone picked it mm-hmm. up? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I cannot wait for more of these sitcoms and more of these uh black movies to to start reaching the forefront and 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 finally being where they deserve to be because Living Single wasn't on t- uh streaming for a long time and finally got it on like maybe a couple of years ago uh, Different World a different world uh, I don't I think Martin might be on streaming I I don't know if it is streaming somewhere I'm sh- mm-hmm. I would hope so Fresh Prince wasn't even Streaming. That's one of the most popular black uh, sitcoms of all time, and them. finally HBO Max has it. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there had them. to be some type of contract disputes or whatnot. What but like, the the mere fact that it took them that long to have fresh prints on a streaming platform, it just it's not you know conspiracy theorists bullshit it's, it's literally staring us in the face so just please like ian told you if you want to watch set it off uh it's it's accessible and i'm gonna shut up but at the same time that's my hot take set it off needs to be held as a modern classic it's spicy i mean it's a good one i like mm-hmm. it. it's i mean it's a classic movie that's all i'm gonna say and i think it needs to be revered
1: as such
0: um so what are we gonna do for our next hot take next week i, I okay I,
1: I, I, uh oh god this is this is gonna be a tough one to follow. Up, I feel like yeah, this is always know. the hardest part. Uh, coming up with a hot take. I know uh, it's difficult. Uh, we probably should, um, uh, probably should have done this in pre-production. Probably should <laughs> have done this in pre-production. Hey guys. Uh, oh,
2: I've got a hot take. Who
1: the the fuck? fuck? Who the fuck? I'm sorry. You can't just, like, appear saying something so sensuously. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) Yeah. It's Matt, your editor. Oh, Matt.
2: Matt, what are you doing here? Matt.
0: How did you get in? What
2: what about Matt? What about the listeners? The listeners can hear you. Yeah, I know. I know. I want them to hear me. Confusion. I want want them to hear me, Ian, because I got a spicy hot take, and they gotta hear it.
1: Oh, my brain hurts. Okay. right. so we're just throwing Uh, modern conventions out the window. You know, there's something called the fourth wall and i'm just Jean, saying that yeah. even though Bertolt yeah. brecht oh. broke uh, it
2: way back in broke his him failed attempts okay. uh, of i'm realism, just gonna i'm gonna mute him and you know i'm just gonna it mute just, so, uh, yeah, how's it going, Ben? How you doing? You good?
0: Um, it's going well. Please don't mute me.
2: Okay. I won't. I, won't, uh, I promise I won't mute you.
1: Okay. okay. Do, do we want to, um, do we
2: want to check in on Ian? See how he's doing? Yeah, let's see what he's doing. All right. Hang on. I'm going br- to bring, I'm going I'll, to bring, I'll bring him back up now. Okay. Riddick Vincent Canby described it in 1987 oh. right, as that invisible scrim on. that forever. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. Okay. my hot <laughs> take for next week All right. is this. Stanley Kubrick mm. is totally fucking overrated. Oh my god, dude! I don't, I don't know if that's really hot. You'll all have to tune in next week for that. Yeah. And uh, oh, Ian, Ian, come back, come back. How you doing, Ian? E? Cannot believe. Oh, okay. That we are a shit. All right, let's uh, a let's convinced- let's go to the next section. Let's yeah, just yeah, go yeah. to the okay, next yeah, section. Let's do that.
0: <laughs> All right. And that's my hot take. Uh, it's spicy. I mean. It's a good one. I like mm-hmm. it. It's, I mean, it's a classic movie. That's all I'm going to say. And I think it needs to be revered as such. Um, so what are we going to do for our next hot take next week?
1: I, I, okay. I, I, I uh, oh, God. This is this is going to be a tough one to follow up. I feel like yeah. this is always the hardest part. Uh, coming up with a hot take. Fuck. I know. It's difficult. <laughs> we probably should have done this in pre-production. Probably should have done this in pre-production. <laughs> we oh, my God. If only there was someone to hold us accountable or I know. something something fuck. like that. Hey guys, uh Oh,
2: I have got a hot take. Who the, the fuck?
1: Who the fuck? I'm sorry. You can't just like appear saying something so sensuously. Who the <laughs> fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a uh,
2: it's Matt, your editor. Oh, Matt. Oh. Matt. What are you doing yeah, here? How, Matt. Wait, how did you get in? What do you What about Matt? What about the listeners? The listeners can hear you. Yeah, I know. I know. I want them to hear me. Uh, uh, con- Confusion. Wh- oh, I want okay. I want them to hear me, Ian, cuz I got a spicy hot take and they got to hear it.
1: Oh, my brain oh. Okay. All right, so we're just throwing uh, modern conventions out the window. The, you know, all, all good, there's something called the fourth wall and I'm just Can't, saying that yeah. even though Bertolt yeah. Brecht uh, broke uh, it way back you in broke his him. failed okay. attempts uh, I, I'm at realism, gonna, I'm just going to mute him. And you know, I'm just gonna mute him. it just oh, okay. there's
2: some so, uh, yeah, how's it going, Ben? How you doing? You good?
0: Um, it's going well. Please don't mute me.
2: <laughs> okay. I won't. I, won't, I promise uh, I won't mute you.
0: Okay. okay. Do, do we want to, um, do
2: we want to check in on Ian, see how he's doing? Yeah, let's see what he's doing. All right. Hang on. I'm going br- to bring, I'm going I'll, to bring, I'll bring him back up now. Critic okay. Vincent Canby described it in 1987 oh. right, as that invisible scrim on. that forever. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. Okay. my hot <laughs> take for next week All right. is this. Stanley Kubrick mm. is totally fucking overrated.
0: Oh my god, dude! I don't, I don't know if that's really
2: hot. Spicy oh indeed, god. baby. All right, spicy indeed. You'll all have to tune in next week for that. Yeah. And uh, oh, Ian, Ian, come back, come back. How you doing, e? Ian? Cannot believe. Oh, okay. That we are a shit. Sure all right, let's uh, convention. let's let's go to the next section. Let's yeah, just yeah, go yeah. to the okay, next yeah, section. Let's do
1: that. <laughs> all right folks it's time for us to do a learn you know what that sound is that's the that's the knowledge bell that's the knowledge jingle yeah that's time time to fucking get some power because knowledge is power okay is power I'll go first. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, what are we What are we doing trivia about this week, Ben? What We're doing trivia about time traveling movies. That's oh. right. Mm-hmm. 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 You love them. You love to see them.
0: All right. Let's get some knowledge in our noggins. Here we go. Your first question, Ian. Mm. In Time Freak, how does physics prodigy Stillman get the idea for a time machine? Mm. He steals blueprints. He hits his head. He spins over. He
1: overhears a group of scientists talking he watches back to the future hmm I have not seen this film, so I must venture a guess. Uh, stealing the plans seems a little bland, a little boring, uninteresting. I'm going to go with He Hits His Head. It's, it's something goofy, zany out there. It seems like it might be an over-the-top film. He Hits His Head. You're right. It is actually from oh. Back to the Future when Doc Brown hits his head. Uh, Yeah, that's supposed to be
0: a nod to that film. That's a good guess. He Hits His Head. Thank you.
1: That's okay. a, Yeah, that, that's cute. I dig those little little Easter eggs. little fan service there for you. Mm-hmm. Ben, are you ready for your first question? Absolutely. Hit me. This film took special care, implementing sustainability strategies to lessen its carbon footprint. Is this film Back to the Future 3, The Land of the Lost reboot, Deja Vu with Denzel Washington, or Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines? Terminator 3? It is actually the Land of the Lost reboot. Really? Will Ferrell and co. were really concerned about the environment while they were filming it. So, hey, you know, uh, some people man. may not enjoy it at the reboot, but, you know, kudos to them because yeah, it's sure not that a was good reboot. No small task. It's not the best reboot. No, no. you're right. <laughs> Are
0: you ready for your second one? Mm-hmm. Why was the release date for Happy Death Day to You moved from Valentine's Day of 2019? A tragedy? Mm. Poor box office prediction? A scam? Handle, or producers thought it was strong enough
1: for a summer release. I'm going to go with tragedy. I don't remember if there was a tragedy around that time, but like, why move it off of Valentine's? You know, like, I feel like that would be prime box office. So I'm going with tragedy. I'm locking it in. Wow. I mean, yeah. How would you? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good guess. Got it. Just, I, I was feeling it. I was doing the math in my head. There was that meme of the, like the white person, like calculating the cones and the cylinders, like, right. I was like Oh God, why did they move it? Right. Hey, there you go. All right. Ben, you ready for number two? Mm-hmm. All right, your second question. This was the first feature film Jonathan Frakes was attached to outside of the Star Trek franchise. Was this movie Clock Stoppers? Was this movie Source Code? Was this movie The Butterfly Effect? Or was this movie, if only... Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Can you repeat it one more time, sir? Absolutely. This was the first feature film Jonathan Frakes, Riker, was attached to. Riker, for our less nerdy listeners, I should have clarified. Uh, Riker from The Next Generation. This is the first film that actor was attached to outside of the Star Trek franchise. Was this film Clockstoppers from 2002? Was this film Source Code from 2009, I want to say, if I remember correctly? The Butterfly Effect, also from the early 2000s. Thousands or if only that classic I want to say '90s comedy. Ugh. Uh, 2004. Never mind. So okay,
0: was he an actor or did he direct? Because he also directs. Or uh, can you give me that? Are you at? Sure,
1: absolutely. It? I'm happy to give you that. He does act. It It is a small role, but it is the first time that he appears outside of Star Trek in a major film. I'm going to go with Clockstoppers. That's exactly it. He appears in the 2002 classic kids hit film, Clockstoppers. I don't know if it's classic, but I remember when it came out. Nice. Okay, good. Glad I got that. Booyah. Booyah. I'm excited for number three, Ben. I need things in threes. I am a-hungering, hankering, harboring some need for a three. What you got for me? Uh... Let's see what I got here,
0: and here is your third and final question. In Men in Black Three, what famous building had to be reconstructed via CGI? Hmm. The Empire State Building, the
1: World Trade Centers, Shia Stadium, or MetLife Stadium? Ooh. So, this feels like a trick question, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's one glaringly obvious answer. Uh, That being said, I don't know a lot about the stadiums. They do use the Empire State Building. I'm going to go with Empire State Building. Like, maybe they had to revert it to its former self. The stadium is so convincing, though. I'm sticking with the Empire State Building. That's what I'm doing. All right. You are
0: incorrect, sir. You had the right impulse. The Shia Stadium was uh, was torn down um, before they filmed. So that stadium that they're in, they
1: had to reconstruct via CGI. Mm. Well, that's a good one. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go, Ben. Final one. You ready? Mm -hmm. In the director's commentary for Looper, Ryan Johnson credits this movie as being the best time travel. Travel movie ever made is this movie back to the future 2 bill and ted's excellent adventure Primer or Twelve Monkeys? Twelve Monkeys. It is actually Primer.
0: Damn it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah.
1: It's Primer. So apparently Damn. when he sent his friend the screenplay for Looper, he had not heard of Primer. And so he sent, he like had a friend read it and the friend returned the screenplay and was like, your time travel's all wrong. And that's how he got introduced to uh Primer and mm. hails it as like the best time travel movie still ever made. So hell yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Look at what you look at that? Would you look at that? All right, friends. That was, that was trivia
0: that i hope you got some knowledge in your brains i -hmm. hope you have grown as a human being and as a a scholar and an individual uh yeah we did it that's it pat ourselves on the back you pat yourselves on the back too listener (laughs) and with that we're gonna go ahead and close out the show
1: And we did it!
0: 69! Yes. 69. 69 episodes. Oh my God, this is a moment. This is a moment. The show a feels moment. new, we're rejuvenated. We are ready to go on this reboot of a reboot. Of, I don't I don't know, yeah, it's great. I'm glad that you are listening with us and for us. All right, Ian, why don't you tell the people who you are and, and, and how you feel and what you plan on having for dinner tonight?
1: I don't know. friends. Uh, my name's Ian, I'm an actor in Chicago, I feel great, I just finished editing a really goofy animated video of the two of us talking about For the Love of a Glove, an unlicensed, or no, unauthorized musical failable about the life of Michael Jackson is told by his glove. If you want to catch more of that, please check out our YouTube page. If you want to reach out and yell at me, if you want to tell me how to animate better, or tell me that my music taste sucks and that the soundtrack to that musical actually slaps, you can find me on Twitter as Lot at baby got knack you can find me on instagram as sock ninja 888 or you can find me on facebook as ian mutiner if you care to try and spell that one as far as dinner is concerned i think i might do i do this little thing where i make some pasta and then i put on copious amounts of parmesan cheese and chardonnay and it is heavenly uh for folks who are not versed in the realms and beautiful beautiful magic of chardonnay it. It is a spicy pickled pepper and it's fucking phenomenal. Ben, yes. Who are you? Where can people find you? And what do your favorite pair of socks look like? My favorite pair of socks? Yeah. Okay, all right, well, I'm,
0: I'm Ben. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You can find me on Instagram at binvolio 91 You can also find me on Twitter at BTJenkins91. I am doing pretty well so far. Uh, I have a lot of reading to catch up on, and mm-hmm. if you follow this show, I am still watching One Piece because there's like a crazy amount of episodes. <sighs> <laughs> and, oh my God, I just wish anime would stop with progressing the plot and then halting the entire plot to do a whole four episodes of flashbacks. I just, I, oh my God, but I'm stubborn and I have this to finish it. He's going to be on this for a while, folks. This oh is, my this God. This is Ben's life now. I One have piece. to. I'm stubborn. I have to finish it. I have to at least get caught <laughs> up to where we are in the manga. Um, I, I just got to have to. Uh, anyway, my favorite pair of socks are probably uh, these Hulk socks I have, like, like socks that are purple and green, and they have the Hulk on them. And uh, and Anne has a pair of Captain Marvel socks, those are pretty decent. I like those socks, those are my favorite. Also, I also have a couple of socks with pineapples on them because, like, why not? Those are pretty. These
1: are so comfy fun! Too. You have such fun socks, mine are I drab do. by comparison. I'm glad you didn't ask me this question. I'd be like, the. they're like black heel socks, they have like a red line around the toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I try to look out for some comfy
0: and, and fun socks, but uh, as far as that's concern you know, I, you know I, I'm having a good time and it seems like you are too but you listener you are really really important to us mm. and, and we know that there's a lot of shit going down okay we have a crazy president who just needs to leave this planet we, we we have plagues out there we have a plague that's that's killing folks and it's stressful and you have to wear a mask and it's really hot outside but you will do it because you're kind to everyone else around you and it's a considerate thing to do we get it and you're like, I just don't, I, I don't have time Ben Mm-mm. to watch Kissing Booth or Hamilton <sighs> or Scoob. I just, I personally don't have time. So I listen to your show because you give me what I need. And I understand that's what our duty is. We are too many flicks and we watch
1: all the flicks so that you don't have to.
0: Hey y'all. Thank you so much for listening. You made it to the end of the episode. But before you go, i got a few things that I would like to relay to you, dear listener. First of all, thank you so much. We have been on this journey for so long, and we could not do it without you. So if you want to get in contact with us so we can have a further discussion about any of the topics that we mentioned... Or if you just want to be friends, we're cool with that. Just add us at at too many flicks. That's the number two and an X at the end. That's at too many flicks, the number two with an X at the end. Any social media platforms, we will respond with the quickness. Also, if you want to email us, email us at too many flicks.chicago at gmail.com. That's too many flicks dot chicago at gmail.com again that's number two and an x at the end we also guys have a patreon page that's right we have a patreon page You can be a patron for as little as a dollar. A patron for as little as a dollar. That's crazy, Ben. I know it's crazy. We'll take anything that we can get. We just want you guys to be engaged so we can do more stuff and have more fun. We just want to have fun with y'all. Really. This is not just our podcast. It's your podcast. You, listener, are our producer on this show. And we cannot do it without you. Also, please like and subscribe on any of these podcasting platforms or even our YouTube page, which we have. It's too many flicks. It's easy. Again, I said any social media platform practically uh yeah please rate it to rate the show what do you think three two one i don't know five hopefully we want to trick that algorithm into thinking that we have legions of listeners and fans like the joe rogan experience that fucking guy is a trip i don't know what i'm gonna do with who fucking fuck that guy anyway guys please 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 we have so many things on the horizon we just can't wait to share them with you we're bursting out of the scenes with excitement and we love you Please come back next week and tell a friend.